for stopping by to listen to Northern Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good Friday morning, everybody. Coulter Brown here from the Northern Ag Network with our morning market report. The Mondack Ag Days and Trade Show continues on in Sydney today. Our favorite redhead, Brett McRae, is there covering the event for us, doing a bunch of interviews and even emceeing the trade show. Yesterday, Brett spoke with Sydney farmer Don Steinbeiser, and he asked Don how the area will change with the closure of Sydney Sugars, and Don said that while things will look a lot different, he said there's an opportunity to expand the egg industry in the valley. Well, this year, anybody that had ground ready for sugar beets, it's probably going to be planting corn on that. I hear a lot of guys talking about soybeans because it's a low-input crop. There's be more pinto beans, canola, but most of the big ground is going to go into corn or soybeans, I would think. Also, you hear companies, and there's people in town today right now talking to us about possibility of soybean crushing plants or flax crushing plants. There's a whole open future that this could turn out to be actually a better thing from how we were being treated by the sugar company to 10 years from now could be a whole lot different valley than we see now. Well, during the second half of the North Dakota legislative session, the state Senate will consider a bill to change the state's corporate farming law. There are reports of three different companies ready to go and start construction once the corporate farming law is amended. The current law limits farms to family ownership, but this bill makes dairy and livestock feeding operations no longer fall under those same restrictions. I'm Angela Cadell, Group Vice President of Agricultural Products for BNSF Railway. At BNSF, we recognize producers for their hard work and commitment to provide our nation's and the world's food supply. Farming is in our DNA, and we honor you with our long-term commitment of delivering your high-quality products to market safely and consistently, no matter the season. You can count on us. This is BNSF. Join Pine Coulee Bulls as they sell 160 bulls at the Wagon Box Ranch in Hardin, Montana, Monday, March 13th. Offering sons out of Coleman Resolve, Pine Coulee Drifter, SAV Resource, Coleman Bravo, and many more industry-leading sires. Large sire groups and affordable, proven genetics and volume. That's the Pine Coulee Bull Sale, 12 p.m. Monday, March 13th at the Wagon Box Ranch in Hardin, Montana. Catalog and video at pinecooleybulls.com. Bid live online with DV Auction. Recent winter weather and labor availability is impacting railway deliveries of grain cars. One of the main metrics for railway service quality is unfilled grain car orders, the number of cars a shipper ordered but didn't receive. Danny Munch, American Farm Bureau economist, says the data shows shippers are waiting a long time to get the grain cars they need. So far in 2023, average weekly unfilled grain car orders, one or more days overdue, have numbered over 16,000 a week. That's up 54% from last quarter and 54% from quarter one of last year. Of those record unfilled orders, almost 75% remain 11 or more days overdue. And there's been a lot of discussion at both the state and national levels on foreign ownership of agricultural land. It's a big concern, especially for adversarial countries. A 2018 study at MSU found that 700,000 acres in Montana, or 1% of the land, was owned by foreign entities. 
The top three countries owning ag land in the Treasure State were Belgium, Canada, and Portugal. Glacier, Wheatland, and Rosebud counties had the highest proportion of foreign ag land, ranging from 5 to 6.5% of the total area. Sale season's here again, and there are a lot of black-hided Angus bulls on the market. But not all of them are registered. Why take the risk? Don't gamble on unproven genetics. Invest wisely with registered, powered by Angus bulls. Backed by the power of the American Angus Association and 80 million data points, registered Angus bulls give you the confidence in your buying decisions. Don't buy an imposter. Look for the registration number. Buy the power. Buy registered Angus bulls. Yesterday's cattle futures acted a lot more bearish than they deserve to when you consider higher box beef, lower corn, and steady to higher cash trade, but that's what happened as April live cattle dropped a dollar two to 164.10, June down a buck 15 at 159.45. Feeder cattle didn't do much of anything, the April contract holding steady at 193.85, May down 17 cents at 198.82. So far, the cash-fed cattle have been steady to a dollar higher. Live sales mostly around 165, dressed at 262, but that's on pretty light volumes and still quite a bit of business to work through today. This week in Billings at the public auction yards, young bread cows topped out at 22.75. The bulkum selling from 18.50 to 21.50. Solidmouth cows primarily from 16 to 1800. At Sydney Livestock, a dispersion of five and six year old bred cows this week sold from 2410 to 2500. Some light four weight steers in Sydney topped out at 285. A lot of five weights ranging from 235 to 262, and six weight steers from two bucks to 220. And at the Split Diamond Angus Ranch bull sale in Dillon, 100 yearling bulls yesterday averaged 61.38. That was up 13% from last year. The wheat market found some recovery from oversold conditions on Thursday. The drought-stressed wheat crop in the Southern Plains may lend more support to the market as we come out of winter. Spring wheat did finally find support yesterday with a May contract up 12 and 3 quarters at 876, July up 12 cents at 872, May Casey hard red winter wheat up 9 and 3 quarters at 826, July at 817 up 8. In Chicago, the May soft wheat two and three quarters better at 712, July up one and three quarters at 719, May corn down two cents at 633, and soybeans for May up 15 at 1509. And closing out with our local cash grain prices, 14 pro spring wheat ranging now from 815 to 845, 12 pro winter wheat from 775 to 830, and Durham bids are gonna need to increase to secure acres ranging now from eight and a quarter to 875. Thanks for joining us for this morning's Market Report. From the Northern Ag Network, I'm Coulter Brown.